You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Morning, Las Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. Today, we're talking about our larynx. And we have previous guests here today on the phone, Dr. Michael Johns. We want to thank you for coming on to the show. Dr. Michael Johns is the director of the USC Voice Center, division director, laryngology professor, USC Caruso Department of Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery. That's a lot of ABCs in that title. A lot of alphabets. How you doing? <laughs> I am well, Zandra. Wow, so we had some great response when you were on, I believe it was last year. We got some phone calls. We had some questions. I got some DMs. And I had to let everyone know how wonderful you are, but you do not live in the Las Vegas area. You are in Los Angeles. So Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so I wanted to clarify that, but the information that you gave was so salient, and I want to repeat some of that and ask some other questions this time, okay? So Well, that just sounds great, and I'm just thrilled that, um, that our previous conversation was well-received. Yes, it was. So can you explain, is there a difference between an ear, nose, and throat um, doctor and yourself, an otolaryngologist, or are they well, one okay, in the same? So an so ear, nose, and throat doctor is the common term for otolaryngology it used to be even longer otorhinolaryngology yes. and that is uh, oto is ear rhino is nose and larynx of course is you know denotes throat and so that's a there there's connections between all those components and so that's why the field exists is ear nose and throat and now beyond that people will specialize further in just the ear just the nose, just the throat, just head and neck cancer. Okay. And I've, I've, I've specialized in just the throat. We call that laryngology, okay. voice, swallow, and airway. Okay. So I have a lot of questions about the throat, the larynx, right? So does the environment affect the way that we, the way that our larynx is operating? Well, for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, the... Larynx in the throat, which we call the pharynx, you know, really serves an important function in our bodies. We think of the voice box, the larynx, which it is, as producing voice. But really, our throat functions with swallowing, with breathing, clearing our throat, coughing, and we'll touch on some of those things. But okay. 
creating a healthy environment in your throat is really, really is important to its good functioning. There's a lot of moving parts in there, and think of it like an engine. You want to have clean, healthy oil in your engine so everything's working smooth, isn't being overtaxed. Okay. So, you know, living in Las Vegas, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of vegetation that's shipped in, right? So now in the Valley, a lot of people are experiencing allergies more than ever. Yes, indeed. And, you know, it is um, in Las Vegas, the West in general. I remember we're in, we're in a desert, desert climate. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like a bit of an uphill battle in sort of keeping a, a healthy, lubricated, moist environment in our throat. And it can be for a lot, for a lot of reasons. And air temperature, dryness. Low humidity, dust, smog, these kind of things can be irritants. And um, they'll dry out your throat. Your body will respond with inflammation to the irritants. And then beyond that, there's things that you're talking about, kind of allergies, whether it's to native plants or plants that have brought in or to insects or what have you. Um, Allergies are pretty common. Mm-hmm. And the typical symptoms you feel up in your nose and your eyes, stuffy nose, itchy eyes, and um, and it can affect the throat too. Itchiness in the throat, increased mucus, um, but typically doesn't cause a lot of isolated voice problems. Oh, okay. So that's something to keep in mind. So what does it mean when you hear someone clearing their throat all the time? Like, you know, are they dehydrated or do they, is there some special... Um, something we can eat to keep our uh, larynx more lubricated other than water? Yeah, so yeah, so it's important to think about kind of what a throat clear is. Okay. It's like a mini cough. The same thing happens. Your vocal cords or vocal folds, as they're more accurately called, squeeze together, and then you exhale either lightly, <clears throat> like a throat clear, or more heavily, <clears throat> like a cough. Same thing's happening. And so um, the, the body is sensing that something is irritated and wants to expel it with a throat clear or a cough. Okay. So sometimes that can be things are just dried out down there. The mucus has gotten thick. It's got kind of a, um, a more dense or jelly-like consistency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but sometimes it can be acid reflux irritation, so acid and gastric juices you know, from the oh. stomach coming up to the esophagus can irritate things. Sometimes it can be allergies. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, it so commonly can be a behavior. And you can, you, it's like an itch-scratch cycle where something starts to itch, you scratch it, it makes it itch more, and then all of a sudden, you know, your throat clearing all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And that's why we have the little button here. If you have to do a little, uh, uh, we can just press it and no one has to hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow. Yeah, everybody's got to clear the throat from time to time and cough from time to time. Mm-hmm. But if, it's, if you have an urge to be doing it all the time, that's worth, you know, first of all, trying to stop it. Two, checking in on your hydration and your environment. Yes. And three, check in with the doctor if you need to. Okay. Now, is there anything like, is it good to take like a teaspoon of castor oil or olive oil or something like that? Will that help in any way? Yeah. So let's, let's, let's put all these into like throat lubricants. 
Okay. Whether it's a spray or whether it's a lozenge or whether it's a tea. And so those kind of things that we put in our mouths and then ultimately swallow or gargle and spit out or whatnot, um, that coats the throat, coats your mouth, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't get to the inside of the voice box. And so that's a protected area. Because if things go in that area, you will have a cough reflex. It's called an aspiration event. Think something went down the wrong pipe. Right. So all the things we put in our in our mouths um, don't actually touch the vocal cords themselves. So we have a rule of thumb that we can follow on this one. If it cools, numbs, or tingles, probably not something you want to avoid because typically there's some menthol in there or eucalyptus or something that's numbing up the tissues or changing how they feel. And those can be drying and are irritants. Beyond that, if it feels good, some people like, you know, the the hot water and honey. Some people like, you know, ice cold beverages or a little sparkling beverage in moderation. All that feels good. It's okay. As long as it doesn't cool and numb or tingle. Okay. Well, that's easy to remember. Is there? Oh, there's more. Okay. Yo, there can be more. (laughs) Okay. So, the the um, when when we do want to hydrate the inside of the voice box, well, of course, drinking lots of water and healthy beverages helps to hydrate your body. Mm-hmm. But steam inhalation or salt water saline nebulization, where you're kind of breathing in a cool mist, oh yes, mm-hmm. that will directly hydrate your vocal folds and is extremely help- helpful, especially in dry climates. You can mm-hmm. get that. Um, in portable devices, even the shower, the old school boil boil some water, turn the uh, turn the stove off, and then breathe in the steam. Okay, um, all that is uh, hydrating directly to your larynx and vocal folds, and it's healthy. Uh, a humidifier, basically. Um, humidifier, exactly. It's fundamentally, humidifier generating that aerosolized humidity that you can breathe in. Instant hydration, humidifier, or boil some water on the stove, turn off that flame and inhale, yep. and you will have some hydration to those vocal cords. Wonderful. Now, what about asthma? Do you work with a lot of asthma, asthmatic patients? So that is, a, is an area that's typically managed by primary care doctors and then lung specialists. Okay. And so we work in, in partnership um, with our colleagues there. And there can be effects uh, in some areas that overlap. So people who have asthma commonly will have allergies. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then, of course, people who have, have asthma or allergies, you know, may those are things we want to know when we're taking care of them for their throat problems, voice, breathing, or swallowing. Mm-hmm. And then you also work with... Um a speech therapist, and then the, the people who do like the swallowing tests in the hospital. Right, exactly. And those are the speech language pathologists too. And so we have okay. to give a shout out to our speech language pathology partners. And they're the throat rehabilitation specialists. And mm-hmm. we work side by side with them. Think of it like a sports medicine team for the, for the throat. Then at the end of the day, it's a lot of moving parts in there. And there's kind of medical and surgical treatments for problems, and there's behavioral treatments. 
rehabilitation, and our speech language pathologists do all the behavioral and rehabilitative treatments for the throat. Okay. And so we work side by side. So what is a good practice? I know that a lot of actors and singers, they'll do a warm-up in the morning. And so if I'm going on the radio or if I'm giving a speech, let's say, somewhere at, at, at an event, what is a good warm-up that I can do before speaking? Yeah, so in general, it's, it, it makes sense to warm up the moving parts in our body before we're going to use them. That's right. So and, we stretch um, in the morning. We stretch our muscles, right? Right. Yes, indeed. And so similar with the, with the voice. And so now our, it's our um, speech pathology colleagues, our voice coach and voice teachers who will develop specialized um, warm-ups. And, um, and so this isn't a direct specialty area for me, but there's good online resources for healthy um, warm-ups for day-to-day speakers and uh, avocational professional or avocational singers. So if you're a pro, though, you probably want to have, uh, you know, you want to have a voice coach, voice teacher on your, okay. on your theme. And for those who can't get that right away, you can go online and find some exercises to warm up that voice, right? Yes, indeed. And we're thinking of light, mm-hmm, a lot of vowels, thinking all the sounds in the front and the buzz-like quality. Okay. Now, I know that um, I was seeing a speech pathologist here. There's one out here in Las Vegas, and I don't remember the name of her practice. You may remember her. Her first name is Linda, I believe. Do you know that, who I'm talking that's about? That's Linda Gantz, the Vegas Voice Institute. Yes, indeed. And there she's you a go. Colleague. They're in a great local resource for all things throat rehabilitation. You know, I'm going to have to reach out to her. So thank you for that. I want to I just thank you so much for coming back onto the show again. This information is so important because there's a lot of people that I know personally who are using their voices all the time. You know, and sometimes, you know, you need a vocal rest. Sometimes you need to do those exercises that you were referring to. You can find some online, like you said. And uh, I want to bring you back so that we can remind people of how to take care of our voices, things that we need to be aware of when it's time to see a professional. And some of those things could be constant clearing of the throat if the steam or the humidifier is not working for you because, as you said, that is an instant hydration. And also, what are some other tell signs? Uh, I think they're called telltale signs of needing to see a professional. Yes, indeed. This is really important. So we're kind of getting into to voice um, here. And, you know, we can't talk about voice and problems with the voice without thinking about a little bit how important voice is to us. Beyond that it's the primary way that we communicate, it's a reflection of our vitality. And it's so much of our identity is caught up in voice. And so it's so important to us. Yet we don't really think about it. It kind of happens automatically most of the time until something goes wrong and then you realize how much we rely on our voice. And so, you know, everyone will have some once in a while in life, you may experience some voice change. Most people do. And most of the time it's you caught a bug, viral illness, you get a viral laryngitis. Important thing to do is rest. Don't push your vocal cords. Don't push your voice. Similar. If you've been talking and talking and talking and you overdid it vocally, and your voice changes. 
that's likely is swelling. Rest, rest, rest. Because voice change, hoarseness, most of the time, almost all the time, doesn't come with pain. Mm. And so you don't have that feedback mechanism. If I were to go out and run right now, Zandra, gosh, geez, maybe 100 meters, my knees would start hurting. And that's my body telling me that I'm getting, that you're doing something, you know, you're injuring something, stop. Right. You don't have that feedback with hoarseness, with voice change. Mm-hmm. And so all you have is your ear. So if you hear voice change, time to rest your voice. If it lasts longer than two weeks, time to get it checked by someone who can look at your vocal cords. And so we're talking about an ear, nose, and throat doctor mm-hmm. or voice specialized at ear, nose, and throat like myself, a laryngologist. Okay. So that's the two-week rule. So if you're hoarse for two weeks, you need to know exactly why. And the way to, uh, the way to know is the diagnosis of laryngoscopy. So that's important. Okay. Now, other warning signs. Pain. Oh. If you've got pain lasting, again, longer than two weeks in your throat, that needs to be checked out as to what it is. Mm-hmm. If you're spitting up blood, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, does smoking, what does smoking do to the throat? I'm sure it just dries it out, right? Well, there's a couple elements to it, right? There's the heat element, so you're kind of cooking the tissue. It okay. is the drying element, it's drying it out. And then there's the toxic chemical element to it that's damaging the tissues. And so, you know, we know that um, that smoking is a major risk factor for laryngeal cancer. Yes. And it is the, most, it's the biggest risk factor. And so, um, so it's not good all the way around. And um, so it's best to avoid that and seek alternatives. So what are they saying about the vaping now? You know, everybody's vaping. You're seeing the young kids vaping. What, what are your thoughts on vaping? Yeah, so the verdict is still um, out. Um, and it is, it's, it's unknown, the, a lot of the health risks, to be honest. Um, Again, avoiding that is the best. But if it's, if it's between smoking and vaping, the my recommendation is to vape. But now I'd re, I would I always add the counsel that you really need to be thinking of stopping that and right. coming up with a plan for that. Mm-hmm. Because there's still that nicotine in there, right? And that is very, very, very addictive. Right, and that's all the that's all the addiction elements. And that's of it's gripping, and so overcoming that is hard. And there's you know professional um, um, support you know for that for people to overcome that. Um, but that's the key, right? And um, um, yeah, yeah. And you know what? This is a question for uh, Don Marquez, who's on our show. I'm wondering if uh, vaping is now on. Uh, the information for what does Don do, Wes? He does the program for insurance, life insurance. Yeah, yeah. And so I know a lot of times they ask, do you smoke? Or if you go into the hospital, the question is, do you smoke? But vaping is not on there, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. And so but there's, you were seeing more and more sort of expansion into all sort of tobacco products, um, where there's chewing tobacco, vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, smoking, and uh, and then I do know that um, that um, uh, oftentimes there's there's testing before insurance policies are given to you know see if someone has been using 
tobacco products. So, but that's also not so much my area of expertise. Right. You know, my area of expertise is to counsel my patients on what's healthy for their throats and avoiding those things is healthier. Exactly. So, anyhow, is there anything else you'd like to let our listeners know before I let you go? Well, I um, think about how important your voice is to you and recognize that it's something that should be easy and free for you to use to express yourself. And if it starts to not work right, listen to your voice. It might be telling you something and go get it checked out. There you go. And so then you will also have to find your local ENT. You know what? Actually, start with your primary doctor. Talk to your primary doctor about your voice if, you're, if you think you have an issue. And then they can give you a referral to your ENT, okay? That's uh, right. Your primary care doctor is your quarterback. That's right. All right, Dr. Johns. Well, thank you for uh, calling in and giving us um, um, some voice and larynx uh, education. Thank you for the opportunity. It was delightful. Thank you. You take care. All right, you too. Hey, 91.5 Jazz and more. I want to let you know that you can tune in every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. to listen to the show it's Where I Am with Zandra Pollard. If you've missed any portion of this broadcast, you can always find me on your favorite podcast platform. And mine are Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. It's Where I Am with Zandra. And I'll come right on up and you can hear this show and the many others that are there. So we will talk to you next week. Have a great day. And now I'm going to play one of my favorite songs, Moments in Love by The Art of Noise. Enjoy. Mm-hmm.